This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, GAO would like Congress to update 2019 legislation to reduce the chances of improper payments. Homeland Security's bug bounty pilot went so well, the agency is looking to expand upon it. We get a list of this year's top federal employees to be honored at the Sammies. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Government Accountability Office is pushing for Congress to change the Payment Integrity Information Act of 2019 as a response to the ongoing COVID pandemic. GAO says lawmakers should update the law to require all new agency programs making more than $100 million annually in payments as susceptible to significant improper payments for their initial years of operation. This change, GAO says, would address ongoing delays in agency reporting of improper payment information as seen with COVID-19 spending. It also would change the processes for reporting improper payments, which have impacted the transparency, timeliness, reliability, and completeness of payment information. These delays also contributed to the federal government's inability to identify the full extent to which improper payments occur and take appropriate actions to reduce them. A top Democrat on the House Oversight and Reform Committee is directing the State Department to recoup millions of dollars from an unfinished embassy project. National Security Subcommittee Chairman Stephen Lynch says agency records show the company Cadell Construction failed to obtain the necessary permits to build a new U.S. embassy in Turkmenistan. Lynch says construction was supposed to be completed in July 2018, but the project is still ongoing. The embassy facility was supposed to cost $196 million, but is now on track to cost $430 million. Boeing says it still plans to deliver a pair of highly modified 747 airplanes to serve as the next generation of Air Force One, but it will lose a lot of money on the deal. CEO David Calhoun told investors yesterday a significant share of its more than $1 billion in losses in the first quarter had to do with the Air Force One deal the company struck with former President Trump in 2018. Calhoun says the agreement created risks Boeing probably should not have taken and happened because the negotiations were widely publicized at the time. As supply chain issues continue to plague the U.S., lawmakers are focusing on the military stockpiles. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. Two lawmakers are calling for more money to revive the Defense Department's national stockpiles of rare earth minerals. The bipartisan duo says the stockpiles of minerals like titanium and cobalt are at critically low levels. China currently produces more than 60 percent of the world's rare minerals. The legislators wrote a letter to the House Appropriations Committee asking for support and adding more than $250 million to increase the stockpiles. The United States established the national stockpile during World War II to ensure the military had the resources it needed in case of supply chain disruptions. Scott Masioni, Federal News Network. The Army says it's taking the next steps in its unified network plan. The service says it's now establishing milestones and setting governance for the unified network. The program will modernize the Army's IT systems needed for joint operations in the future. The military is continuing to move toward more joint weapons and systems. The Defense Department's Joint All-Domain Command and Control will connect systems to share data and make decisions faster. President Joe Biden has tapped a new deputy for U.S. Cyber Command. Biden nominated Air Force Lieutenant General Timothy Hagg for the number two position at Cybercom. If confirmed, he would replace Lieutenant General Charles Moore. 
Hag is currently the head of the 16th Air Force, the service's primary cyber command. He previously served as commander of the Cyber National Mission Force, and during a prior stint at Cybercom, Hag oversaw Joint Task Force Ares, which led offensive cyber operations against the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. DHS is ready to expand its cyber bug bounty program after a successful pilot. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. The Homeland Security Department is planning eight new bug bounty programs next year and is seeking to set up a new contract to handle that effort. DHS released a request for information asking for industry feedback on its approach to this indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity, or IDIQ contract. Under this acquisition, DHS wants a contractor to design the bug bounties, manage a vulnerability disclosure platform, and hire and vet the cyber researchers. This new contract follows an initial pilot that DHS ran in 2021 that found more than 122 vulnerabilities, of which 27 were critical. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Federal recruitment and cybersecurity are a few key components of the Homeland Security Department's fiscal 2023 budget request. Under the request, DHS will hire 300 agents and 300 processing coordinators for the Border Patrol. That's part of the White House's total request of $97.3 billion. The request also includes $1 billion to modernize facilities and invest in border security technology. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said at a hearing Wednesday that the request provides the necessary funding and authorities for DHS. The Postal Service is seeking to hire 2,800 frontline supervisors over the coming months. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. USPS is planning to hire these supervisors to work in customer service, distribution operations, maintenance operations, and transportation operations. Current USPS career and non-career employees are eligible to apply for these positions. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, in a recent interview, said USPS is looking to staff up with frontline supervisors under its 10-year plan to improve operational efficiency. The vacant positions are Executive Administrative Schedule Level 17 jobs. Employees at this level max out at more than $87,000 a year. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is looking to reduce wait times for its 1-800-assistance number for field calls. EEOC is also partnering with civil rights and workers' organizations to reach individuals without access to virtual technology. Chairwoman Charlotte Burroughs said at a hearing that the White House's fiscal 2023 budget request does provide the resources needed to lower wait times. Currently, EEOC appointment calendars often stretch several months into the future. That comes as the agency is still in union negotiations for re-entering field offices. And we now know some of the best public servants in the federal workforce. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin with more. This year's cohort of finalists in the Service to America Medals program are out. 44 individuals and several teams made the year's list. They've done outstanding jury-reviewed work in pandemic response, human rights around the world, climate and the environment, national security, and many other fields. The annual SAMI's program is run by the Partnership for Public Service, with awards available only to career federal employees. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.